Hello, everybody. It is time. It's time. It's Sunday night's main event brought to you by Great Lakes Brewery. You know what's up. It's the Survivor Series War Games After Party. My mic is so crunchy, so I'll stop talking. Please welcome to your screen, Mike McGuire. Thank you very much, sir. Wow. Crunchy Mark Andrada. That's yeah, that's got to be something we put on the menu. Sounded bad, eh? That's all right. You always sound good in one way or another. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Mike McGuire. Joining me for tonight's Survivor Series War Games After Party. He is my tag partner on Tuesday Morning Cook, the best damn raw review on the internet. Joe Aguinaldo, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. How you doing? I'm really good because I got to be completely honest. Uh, you did the heavy lifting tonight. You took all the notes on this, and I'm a happy camper because of it. Yeah, of all the times to do notes, this was uh, a... <laughs> I, I realized about 30 seconds into the first War Games match, I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to note all this? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to try my best to to recap this without having to Definitely not going move for move, but... Um, yeah, it was just it was an interesting experience, but uh, you know, overall, it was I, I had a fun, I had a fun time with the pay per view, and uh, you know, I hope uh, everyone else did too. A nice tidy three hour pay per view, basically. Yes, yes. Because if this was if this was an AEW pay per view, with much love and respect to AEW, it'd be over in like three more hours. So, like, if that, if yeah, that, was, and then and then there'd be two hours of press conference. There is supposed to be a press conference going on right now for this, but yes, uh, yes, there is. I think this um, is probably more important that we just talk about what's going on here because yeah. we've seen the WWE press conferences. They're good. They're they're in character, but they're good. So yeah, go. yeah. And no one's eating muffins and and crapping all over the company. Um, we don't know that for sure. We don't know that for sure. Fair, fair. But chances are good that that's not going to happen. So, all right. Well, good evening, everybody. Thank you, everybody, joining us on the uh, Patreon chat as well. We will be giving you an opportunity to give your thoughts here on the show. Uh, Joe and I kind of made a, a concerted effort here that we're going to make this as as fast and digestible for you as possible to get you through Survivor Series. It was uh, a very nice, actually, uh, a very nicely paced show, I thought. Not a ton of matches. Uh, the matches that were there, mostly solid overall. And I, I thought, you know, it was it was satisfactory. Satisfactory. I, I, I know a lot of people were kind of irked that there wasn't a traditional Survivor Series match in it. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, as the show goes on here. But I thought for... What it was, considering the fact they've tagged war games onto this now, I thought it uh, it lived up to the title. So, yeah, you know what? It, before we get into it, just you know, I know a lot of people also were concerned about the build of the show, and I thought the show for the most part delivered. I thought it was, you know, it uh, it, it it had, like you said, it was had some good matches. It was short, um, and you know, the good news is it set up some continuing storylines that I'm curious about. And now I want to watch Raw and SmackDown next week. Wow. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Joe actually wants to watch Raw and SmackDown <laughs> next week. We'll we'll give you an exam next weekend on the show to see <laughs> if you uh, actually have that. I want to give a couple plugs. Of course, uh, if you are a Patreon member, you can be a part of these shows all the time. Patreon.com slash Radio. And if you're not, that's okay, too. We still love you having to be a part of these things. So you can always follow along SNMUradio.com or our Facebook is where it happens. Yeah, we're the guys that still actively use Facebook as much. So there you go. 
Uh, also, wanted to give a plug because I was working on segments of it tonight for tomorrow's main show, Sunday night's main event, going across Canada on TSN Radio and iHeartRadio, as well as uh, online everywhere. Patrons get it first at patreon.com slash Radio. But Dave Meltzer is back. And uh, if you're like me, Joe, did you ever subscribe to the WWF magazine back in the day? I know you were an NWA kid growing up, but did you ever get into the magazine game at all? Um, I mean, uh, certainly the after mags, but I never got okay. into like the uh, the WWE ones I actually, or WWF or whatever. Yeah. I actually, I, I never subscribed when I was a kid. And then I remember when I, I got my first credit card, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to subscribe to WWE magazine and why not? <laughs> uh, but a guy who is a regular contributor to that and still is a part of specials and shows on the network and Peacock, uh, Keith Elliott Greenberg oh, nice. is going to be on the show and he, he's written a book it's already out uh it's been out for a little while now but it's called uh follow the buzzards wrestling in the era of COVID 19 and it's a crazy book it's it's really weird and it's well because what he does is he kind of juxtapositions uh what was it going on in the real world as the pandemic hit and then also transposes what was going on in wrestling and if you really think about it it's like Wow, that seems like a hundred years ago, but it was really only like two and a half years ago that this all really started going sideways and crazy. And we bring up all sorts of things talking about like uh, the Thunderdome or the time that AEW Dynamite was literally a show that was done at the Nightmare Factory. If you remember those days and it was like, you know, they're just finding all these random wrestling clips to throw on TV because nobody could make content. So it was it was a weird time. And the, the book covers that. And we talk about a lot of things, but he's got. He's got a pretty cool story, too, uh, other than the book. We, we do do a book plug, but we talk about a bunch of other things. Mark Andrada has a photo of you patrons will get this. He actually talks about his first book that was ever done, and the first book that he ever wrote was on Menudo. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had the unofficial biography, autobiography of Menudo. And if you're too young or too unfamiliar with what Menudo is slash was, that's okay. But I guarantee if you tell someone that this guy wrote a book about Menudo, you'll have an oh my God moment with them. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So that's uh, what's coming up tomorrow for you. That'll be that'll be interesting. I mean, think about it like, you know, Matt Hardy and uh, and, um, you know, oh, Dark Order guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but John Huber, um, they debut. Yes, the pandemic started that day. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's yeah. literally it, you know? Yeah, and that's that's just it, too. That's actually a big part of the book is is talking about that episode where, you know, it's like... Brody about, Lee, that's yeah. it, Brody Lee. <laughs> yeah, they thought about... But they talk about how Matt Hardy was presumed to be the leader of, of right. the Dark Order and right. how it turns out to be Brody. So, there you go. Oh, Mark Andrada in the text said that he had tickets to that Rochester show. That's that, right. That never happened, so... There you go. All right. Well, I, I suppose pitter patter. Let's get at her. We said we weren't going to waste a lot of time tonight. So shall we go on a trip, Joe? Let's go on a trip. We are headed to Baston, to the TD Garden for Survivor Series War Games. By the <laughs> way, did you see? Uh, I, I got to look up quickly. Somebody on our Facebook group actually posted Triple H's tweet. Yeah, about uh, he 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 posted Regal. Yeah, Same. Regal doing it. So uh, yeah. Jack Jack Pisco, thank you very much for posting that. That was uh, that was a fun thing to see on there. I I kind of thought because there's some scuttlebutt going on right now. I got to ask Meltzer about this tomorrow, but there's some scuttlebutt saying nobody knows how long Regal signed a deal for, right? 
And so the question then became, you know, when he got told to run, run away on Dynamite, was that his cue to come back home to WWE? And when that tweet came out, I was like, oh, is somebody <laughs> introducing the Men's War Games match? But no, that wasn't the case. So anyway. So yeah, let's go there, Joe. All Tell right. Us about it. Here we go. So actually, uh, to bite a bit of your gimmick, um, mm. the current setup for the TD Gardens tonight was 12,982. They distributed 12,946 tickets, leaving 36 available tickets. I would say that's a virtual sellout. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's weird because I, I thought they actually went more because Cole had announced at one point like 15,000 or something. But Oh, I grabbed that off WrestleTix. So. No, no, <laughs> that's, and that's, that's yeah. fair. But I mean, yeah, yeah. it could be one of those WWE numbers or it could yeah, be yeah, for sure. actual. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right, so uh, Coles and Grave uh, open the show, and they talk about that this show has been the, the debut for talent such as The Undertaker, but tonight is the debut of the War Games, and we jump right into the women's War Game match, the opening match. Mm-hmm. Um, Bianca's team comes out. Actually, Becky comes out first, followed by Alexa, Asuka, Mia Yim, and Bianca. And I got to tell you, when they were introducing that team, I'm like, who's the fifth member again? And I forgot Mia Yim was on the team. I felt really bad. Um, and then you mean, you mean Michin? Michin, yeah. Well, they did call her Mia Yim Michin, so I'm gonna yeah. go with Mia Yim. Um, Rhea comes out for her team, followed by Nikki Cross, who who climbed on top of the cage. And I gotta tell you, I'm still not buying this this unpredictable character thing. Um, and Damage Control comes out, the three of them, and uh, Dakota is going to start for that team. And I'd actually called my spot of the night, though, because I said that, uh, you know, kudos to Rhea and Nikki for planning out the fact that Nikki would be too short to climb the cage on her own. (laughs) So Rhea was ready to give her a boost by uh, putting her knee out for her. So I thought, you know what? That's good planning. It is. is That's just good planning. And and, and to be honest with you, too, Rhea doing pull ups on the cage was very impressive as well. Right. That's the follow through. (laughs) That That was insane. So anyways. We have uh, Bianca and Dakota starting the match off uh, for their respective teams. Um, at one point, they do a tug of war uh, with Bianca's hair, and Bian- but Bianca gets a backbreaker. Um, Dakota gets the advantage as Bianca misses a charge and runs into the ring post, and Bianca gets boots and, uh, boots and kicks. Eventually, Bianca gets a suplex, and both girls brawl for a while. Uh, Dakota gets a scorpion kick at this point, but Bianca hits, I think it's, it was a flapjack, and throws Dakota into the cage a number of times. Uh, the buzzer goes, and in comes EO Sky. So now we have two on one. Uh, at this point, both EO and, uh, or sorry, EO uh, comes in. She drops kicks, drop kicks Bianca. She gets a Hurricane Rana. Uh, both damage control women hit strikes and move Bianca into the corner. Um, and they just hit her with knees and stuff. Uh, I like that EO got so much momentum behind one of her high knees that she actually hung herself up on the top yeah, hole for a I, second. And I was going to mention that. And I thought, no, you know what? I'm going to no, keep it's, it positive. It's fine, though. But, but here's somebody's going to say, oh, that was a botch. That was a botch. It's not a botch. It just happens. Yeah. If anything, that makes it more believable about how much momentum she was putting behind her entire uh, her knee. So, I mean, like, well, lay, off, it, lay off the botch word. And, and the announcers covered it really well because they're like, she slipped, but she still got the move. And I'm like, yeah, good cover there. So yeah. um, at one point, Bianca gets the double suplex on damage control. Uh, another impressive spot by EO during this segment of the match. She walked the ropes between the ring and then hit a nice little missile drop kick on Bianca and did some stomps. 
Uh, buzzer goes, and next up, Asuka comes in. Uh, she hits a German on, on Dakota, and now we have the they, they tease more of an Asuka EO face off, and I cannot wait for that match to happen eventually down the line. I just wanted um, an argument in Japanese for the whole three minutes. I just wanted them to that, that, that would that would work too. I, either <laughs> either like a strong style fight or just a debate. One of the yell. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It'd be funny if like instead of throwing weapons into the ring, just podiums drop down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they brawl back and forth. Uh, Asuka does get a little bit of an advantage with the combination strikes, and she hits a running knee. Um, Asuka and Dakota fight on the top ropes uh, of each of the rings. And then Bianca, impressive by the way, Bianca presses Dakota and throws her into the cage as Asuka hits a missile drop kick on EO in the other ring. Now Nikki Cross comes out and mm-hmm. she goes nuts and starts like throwing kendo sticks and garbage lids <laughs> and, and a podium. And a <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no podium. No. And she slams the door on Asuka. Um Nikki hits Bianca with a garbage lid, hits a tornado, tornado DDT. Now the thing is, because she spent so much time throwing stuff into the ring she really they they really didn't have that advantage for too long um and i understand you got to set it up for the rest of the match but i was just kind of like come on <laughs> right so anyways they, they do enjoy a three-on-two advantage for a little bit um but then eventually the buzzer goes and alexa's in and she she comes in and she basically clears out damage control and she hits nikki uh nikki with some knees um nikki goes to hit alexa at one point with the kendo stick but bianca stops her uh, Nikki climbs to the top, but she doesn't really do anything for a while. But eventually, she ends up hitting a dive on everybody. Wasn't um, this where Bianca like broke the kendo stick in two over her leg? And yeah, yeah, like you it was, expected, it was, it to, you expected it, was a, it to snap, but then it didn't. So, so Bianca she just, just powered she just through powered it, and it, just yeah. pushed it over her quad. I was like, "Owie, that's that's probably more painful than half the stuff she did yeah. in the match." And and then and then on top of that, like Nikki started laughing, and and again, mm-hmm. I, I I hate to hurt, I hate to keep harping on it, but I just. I'm not believing this Nikki cross character, even though I know she used to do it in sanity. So anyways, I'm going to, I'm going to keep watching it, but uh, that was a, that was a bit of a miss for me. Um, Buzzer goes, here comes Bailey. She comes to the ring. She, she grabs a few ladders. At this point, the crowd is yelling, we want tables. Um, And when she brings a table out, that got a really good reaction from the crowd, which I thought was hilarious, but much like the, the Nikki cross part, this took up most of the heel advantage as most of the time was spent throwing stuff into the ring. Um, Bailey at one point sends Bianca into the corner and then they do this like kind of thing where they slide the table between the two rings and they, they hit it in Bianca. I thought that was kind of a neat spot. It's like really neat. So if you yeah. imagine like to me, it took me back to uh, you ever watch the saw movies. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it looked like one of those devices only it was just a table that they had draped across the middle ropes of both rings in that middle section where that metal partition is between the two, they they had the table draped over that. And so like they literally just kind of, you know, did a, a bad magician saw the woman in half trick, only they used the table and didn't actually saw her in half, but they they pinned her against the cage. I thought it looked great. Yeah, and then, and then what was also cool too is Nikki would like she was grabbing uh Bianca's braid and then just kind of holding her there. And I thought, all right, that's that that makes sense. Um, buzzer goes and here comes Mia Yim. Um, she, uh, now she, she spends time trying to get garbage cans into the ring. Um, and again, it's like her teammates are getting beat up, but she's trying to get garbage cans in. So again, a little bit of a disconnect for me, but eventually gets, she gets in, she takes down damage control. 
Well, the problem um, was with the second garbage can, she missed on the first try because it bounced off the top yeah, rope. Yeah. She missed on the second try because it bounced off the top rope. So this time, by the third time she goes, the crowd is actually cheering the fact that she got it through the door. <laughs> yeah. Not so much the fact that the garbage cans are going in the ring, actually. So. <laughs> and again, I felt bad for them, but hey, it happens, right? Um, Yim gets a, a Hurricane Rana on Dakota onto a trash can lid. Um, Nikki grabs some sort of sleeper on Mia, but, um, Mia threw her off, uh, and then hit and, uh, hit, ba- uh, sorry, hit a spear on Bailey across two rings, which I thought was pretty impressive. Now that now that all the women have paired off, they're battling on the, on the top turnbuckles and then all the, all the baby faces. So, you know, the, that team, Bianca's team all hit superplexes on the heels, uh, buzzer goes and here comes Rhea and she just wipes out all the baby faces um at this point the heels are enjoying the five on four advantage um at one point Rhea grabbed a clover leaf on oscar and eo hit a drop kick that looked really good um and uh eventually eo and bailey start attacking mia yim uh in the corner buzzer goes and finally becky comes into the ring and now the war games have begun <laughs> there's a whole ton of stuff here so it, it, when becky comes in she clears out the heels or knocks them all down um at one point uh oscar th- uh, blew the mist in Rhea's face which i thought was a really good spot because at that point Rhea was like just she looked unstoppable so that was a, that was kind of a good way for them to even up that power advantage um at one point uh bailey tied up uh bailey tied up becky in the tree of woe and hit a stomp she uh, actually hit a rose plant on Becky on the steel between the rings, but Oscar broke up that pin. Um, at one point, Nikki Cross put handcuffs on Alexa. Uh, yeah, handcuffed Alexa and tried to um, handcuff Alexa too. I'm going to guess the ring or the cage. I think it was the top rope. She was trying to get her yeah. arms around the top rope. That's right, then. right. But Alexa eventually handcuffed Nikki to to, to herself and then dropped Nikki um, and then Alexa hit, hit her with a garbage can. Um, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on here. Uh, I'm going to go, let's just, I'm going to run to the end here. So Bianca almost gets a KOD on Dakota, but, uh, Becky ends up getting the manhandle slam, um, as Bianca, uh, sorry, Becky gets the manhandle slam on Dakota as Bianca gets a KOD on EO. Becky and Bianca set up a table and Bianca sets up Dakota and EO on the table. Becky eventually goes to the top of the cage, hits a leg drop on Dakota and EO and gets the pin and the win for their team. Team Bianca wins the first war games match. I would like to give special attention to EO. I thought that she rose to the occasion numerous times this match. And I would also like to give special recognition to the spot where it was T-ball batting practice where everybody seemed to be trading kendo stick shots with each other oh. for a few minutes. <laughs> it just it looked like an argument at a piñata factory, you know? Like if you were just to imagine people just wailing the crap out of each other with semi-light sticks. Stop, you're making me choke on my coffee. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, honestly, if you just drop down some piñatas with candy and stuff in there and then like the winner is actually the team that collects the most black licorice treats in the middle of it, you know, that would be <laughs> That's, that's how you settle war games. Oh man! Like again, it was it was a it was a it was a crazy match. It was just lots of stuff going on. Yeah, um, yeah like you know, like again, I, I'm going to come back to what you just said. Like that thing where EO kind of slipped off the ropes. I didn't want to say I didn't want to say it was a botch either because I thought all 
10 women worked really hard. You know, yeah. I, 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 I personally didn't appreciate a lot, like, all of the plunder in there. But at the end of the day, what I liked about it was they didn't really overdo it. Like there weren't any crazy high spots off a ladder. Like there was one point where I thought they were going to do that. Like, like that, you know, the power bomb where you got like three people trying to go for a suplex and then someone at the top. Yeah. The big someone... tree. Of yeah. Suplex, so whatever. Yeah. So they, they actually teased that, but it just ended up being like, I think it was like, you know, Bianca to slam off someone off the top rope. So I was like, okay, that was cool. So overall, really good like it was just a fun match a really good opener i thought it was a good way to, to hype up the crowd which was already pretty hyped anyways i so. agree we'll get your feedback at the end of our recap here so joe let's move right ahead to our next segment okay so we get two vignettes uh two vignettes after that match we have a brock lesnar vignette and then a recap uh from smackdown last night with ko talking to sammy uh and jay eavesdropping um we go backstage into Roman Reigns dressing room. He's uh, he's backstage with Paul Heyman. Jay comes in and he says that from day one, he knew that Sami Zayn couldn't be trusted. Um, he, he says that he saw KO and Sammy talking outside the locker room. Uh, and um, the reason that Jay didn't take Sammy out was because Roman didn't give the order and he wants to know what we're going to do about it. Roman says, you're going to go out there and you're going to be the, my right hand man. And I'm going to be the tribal chief. I'm going to worry about everything else. I'm going to look Sammy in the eye and I'll know that he's telling the truth and I'll know where his loyalties lie. And he tells Paul to get Sammy. Um, they do a recap of what happened between or what's been happening between AJ Styles and Finn up next. Um, Finn comes out with Dominic and Damian Priest wearing some sort of mask. Uh, I gotta tell you, the jungle, uh, jungle, the judgment days presentation is way different without Rhea. <laughs> I yeah, I was feeling I the same thing. I didn't realize that until Rhea didn't come out, and I was like, oh, they're just like another three, three man team, <laughs> right? You know, you know what I was thinking though is that whatever this weird shell like visor he was wearing was, right? I mean, he should have started with that at the last pay per view because to go from the ultra cool spiky mask to whatever the heck this thing was serious downgrade serious downgrade yeah no i i, I agree <laughs> um okay so aj styles comes out next with the oc and he's got some sort of mask on although that it kind of reminded me of a like sort of an imitation jushin liger mask, uh, mask well it like, was it was supposed to be one of those biohazard masks okay right? like, but uh, i didn't know what it was it like it like did remind gas me of mask that they have you know because they have it all over their gear right that right right weird thing yeah anyway Okay, so up up next we have AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Um, both guys tie up, but eventually, uh, early in the match, AJ uh, goes after Balor's legs um, early with kicks, and that kind of set up part of the story of the match moving forward. Um, <clears throat> Balor hit uh, multiple knees to a prone AJ Styles at one point to get the advantage in the match. He hit a basement drop kick for a pin attempt, and he eventually uh, worked on getting an abdominal stretch. Um, AJ escaped the stretch and he hits a series of clotheslines to get the advantage back. Uh, at one point, Dominic Mysterio uh, got, uh, got involved in the match. He tripped AJ, but the OC surrounded him. And then we just end up with a huge brawl uh, between the Judgment Day and uh, the, the OC. And they end up brawling outside the ring and eventually in the crowd. Now back in the ring, Styles and Balor are trading pin attempts. Uh, Balor hits a sling blade and gets hit with an enzigiri. Um, at one point, AJ Styles goes for a calf crusher, but Baylor rolls through and he hits a double stomp on Finn. Yeah, sorry. A 
Yeah, sorry. Okay. Ba- Baylor rolls through and he hits the double stomp on AJ. Sorry, I missed yeah, that up. That's fine. And it yep. was a brutal double stomp because AJ yes. was kind of up for it and yep. hit right in his face. So yeah, it was good. Okay, so at, at one point they kind of they they kind of trade a bunch of moves. Uh, Finn gets in the Finn gets uh, the uh, the drops uh, AJ into the drop zone, but after a series of uh, kicks, he actually goes for the Styles clash himself. But Styles goes for a, a calf crusher. Um, they trade Pele kicks. You know, a, Balor hits a gut buster. Let me fast forward a bit. Um, eventually, though, AJ goes to the top for a four fifty, but Balor rolls out of the way. Um, Balor goes for his coup de gras from the top at AJ moves and he gets the calf crusher. And I guess Finn must be watching the, the, the match with the edge because Finn escapes by slamming AJ's head into the ring. <laughs> hence proving that he knows the secret escape to the calf crusher to the uh, now <laughs> most useless submission move <laughs> in all of professional wrestling. Friends, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're going way back <laughs> to edge versus AJ. So was that WrestleMania? I, I don't remember the match. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. either. It was one of those things anyway. And it came down to Edge grabbing AJ and slamming AJ's face to the mat. It's like, okay, we've now shown the entire world how to get out of the calf crusher quite easily, I might add. And it should never be used again. But here it is. And sure enough, it was used again. And sure enough, Finn did the exact same escape. So... <laughs> All right, so but I mean, I guess I guess you could say the same about the figure four, right? It's like if you yeah, turn around the figure four, then you know it's gonna. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, shout out to Tony, by the way, that said we actually saw an abdominal stretch in this match. Uh, even Graves had to call it out because I'm sure younger fans didn't know what it was. Tony, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say that uh, someone else who's been doing a really good job of using that abdominal stretch, even though Finn has been doing a great job using it was uh damien priest because damien priest is basically using all of scott hall's moves in his match so. every single every one. single one <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, it, finn and styles are trading rights and lefts um but eventually aj gets outside the ring hits the phenomenal forearm for the pin and the win uh your thoughts on that match mr mcguire uh it was okay you know i mean i think they're they're leaving a lot of groundwork to have more matches in the future yeah i agree um, AJ said something I couldn't tell if he was saying like you know I loved you man or something like that or but he was throwing up the too sweet sign at the end of the match to Finn so I was like okay uh, Mark has a shot of uh, AJ's mask on there oh and Finn's mask so if we want to do a who wore it better I guess is that what we're doing here Mark the, the, who, what's the guy's name from G.I. Joe Doesn't they look like Cobra Commander there yeah yeah maybe <laughs> yeah, good call Cobra Commander like, for sure dollar store Cobra Commander you know it's like What's the old joke? A Cobra Commander on Wish. That's your uh, <laughs> that's your Finn Balor outfit tonight. Yeah, Spiky Mask was way better. Spiky Mask all the way. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I thought the match was was uh, it's solid. It's yeah, a solid. Match. I mean, it's two guys who know what they're doing, and and they they lay their stuff in. Like that one time they showed Finn's back where he's all banged up. Oh like, yeah, 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 that's gross. Sure. So yeah, I mean, this is what you expect from guys like this. At the same time. They did it in a way that leaves a lot of room to keep this feud going down the road. So I don't mind that. All right, cool. All right. So up next, we saw a Royal Rumble vignette, which is happening January 23rd, I believe the date was. Um, we get a Drew McIntyre Cricket 5G commercial, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and then and then we have a, a Liv Morgan vignette uh, with her mom and then showing the highlights of her winning the money in the bank, cashing so it that's, in. So that's the- for us here in Canada or anywhere that doesn't get the Peacock version. So... They've run these vignettes a lot where they use this to fill the commercial time that runs on Peacock. Oh, so okay. Okay. Yeah. That's why these run. So we had that. We had a Cody Rhodes one. 
They're they're not actually tied in canon. The, with the okay, show. it's gotcha. just yeah. So, so these yeah. are basically commercials. All right, cool. And Word then fillers, yeah, yeah. Then there was the Aussie promo for his new album, Patient Nine, and then we get a recap. Oh, 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 oh. We have not talked about this enough at all. The fact oh, that we haven't the, talked about this period. The intro, like this pay per view, was sold to me the second that Ozzy was lip syncing along to War Pigs. The, and, the, and it was tied into like the footage and everything. I thought, oh, so good, dude. Th- this this pay per view could could have been like complete crap, and I still I'm <laughs> going no, hold up, I'm still going to give it a thumbs up just based on that on that opening montage because I love that tune and that was so, awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So rave, 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 definitely, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. Um, all right. And Ozzy looks great for a guy that's been dead for ten years. Just throw that out. I thought it was 15. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, okay, cool. So um, we get a recap of the Shotzi, uh, Ronda Rousey beef. Um, You know, they even showed the uh, what happened yet last night on SmackDown. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, All right, so Shotzi comes down to the ring in her tank. Um, Ronda comes down with Shayna, and we have Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. Um, Early on the match, Shotzi rushes in and tries to get strikes on Ronda, who who herself gets an early ankle lock. Um, Shotzi escapes. She hits a senton on Ronda in the corner. Um, at one point outside the ring, Shotzi throws Ronda into the steps and she hits her with forearms. Uh, she knocks down Ronda and actually goes for a dive on Ronda, but Ronda catches her and slams her to the mat. Mm-hmm. Um, Shotzi jumps, uh, sorry, Rousey gets another ankle lock on, uh, on, on Shotzi. Um, but I believe Shotzi hit, hit Insigiri on that. Um, Rhonda tries to choke Shotzi in the ropes, but she gets hit with a right, which drops her. Shotzi, I like th- it looked like she hit it or she tried to hit a DDT on Rhonda on the apron. Um, I hope both are okay because that landing did not look fun. Um, on the outside, though, Shotzi throws Shayna and Rhonda into the crowd, and then she dives on both of them and some guys in the front row. So I really hope those guys were extras because that didn't look fun at all. I guarantee those guys were extras. I hope so. Because one of them was wearing a Judgment Day shirt. And trust me, nobody that isn't on payroll <laughs> is wearing one of those. Especially if you can afford ringside tickets to a WWE <laughs> event in 2022, you're not using your extra cash to buy a Judgment Day shirt. I don't care who you are. I don't, All right. I, don't, I don't even care if you're like related to the judgment day. You're just not. You're just uh, not. Again, all I'm saying is that if they're not extras, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. So let's hope no, they- it's totally plans, man. Yeah. They're, they're fine. All right. So uh, sh- like back in the ring, uh, Shotzi goes to the top, but Ronda stops her and it's a judo flip off the top rope for a two count. Uh, Ronda eventually rolls into the Piper's pit and then she gets an arm bar and Shotzi tra- taps right away. And still your champion, Ronda Rousey. Still indeed. Still, still indeed. indeed. Great name to have on the poster. Absolutely. And you need, know what? Like, need to shorten I, the matches, though. Need to shorten the matches. Yeah, I agree. Need, like, need to make them a lot less complicated. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that there is value in Ronda Rousey. I think that there's value in, in Shotzi Blackheart. I thought Shotzi actually gave her best effort tonight, but I... I agree a little bit with what's being said in the chat here where there is some chemistry issues, but at the same time, that only happens if you have a match that's going too long or you're overcomplicating things. Mm-hmm. That that, DV, that DDT spot over the top rope, it's nobody's fault, but at the same time, the timing was off on both people's parts. Yep. Right? So Shotzi went over. Ronda didn't go over with it, and so that's why it looked so weird. And if you watch it back, I mean, Shotzi's already almost on the floor by the time 
Ronda's going over the top rope. So it it is a timing thing, but at that point again, they need to just keep it simple. Yeah, and it's it's not a shot on either wrestler. It's a shot of we're just trying to do too much. So yep, yep. And and, and again, I, I I okay. Then I had a personal bias in this match because Shotzi's one of my people. She's one of our people, Mark and I. But uh, at the end of the day, it was it was a, it was a decent enough match. It told a good enough story. I, I didn't have any problems with it. Um. All right. Up next, well, at least on the Canadian feed, anyways, you got the Cody vignette. Uh, you got another WrestleMania vignette and then the, <clears throat> excuse me, an NXT deadline vignette. So now we come backstage. Sammy has come to talk to Roman. Uh, Roman says, Hey, let me ask you about last night. Were you talking to KO? And Sammy says, yes, I was. And, uh, Roman says, why did you lie to Jay? Sammy says, I withheld information. I lied to Jay because he had a huge match and I didn't want to put that on his plate. He wouldn't understand he already has trouble trusting me and I would not have, and he would not have understood. And if I'm being honest, I didn't talk to KO. KO talked to me and I listened. Uh, and then Roman asks, what did KO say? Um, Sammy says, he said, uh, KO said, I should turn on the bloodline before the bloodline turns on me. Roman says, hey, I get that. He's your friend, but this is my family. This is my blood. And I need you to look me in the eye and I need to know that you're with us or if you're going to stab us in the back. Sammy says, I'm with you. You need to understand that there are five people that are allowed to walk in this room. The wise man, the Uso, Solo, and me. And you think that's lost on me? That means the world to me. Um, and you took me in as a member of the family. I'm not going to let you down tonight or any other night. I'm with the bloodline. I loved watching the Facebook chat predict. Oh, they're going to leave Jay in the ring. Oh, it's over. Sammy's done. Da, da, da. And then we would get on with the show. But I thought that was a wonderful segment. I, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the the dramatic conversations and dramatic scenes behind the scenes in a pay-per-view. I think that the TV should build up to that. But this was a nice reminder to those that don't watch the weekly TV. Like, hey, this is what's going on. You know, Sammy and Jay have issues. Roman's going to pick who he trusts. And so it got that done. Filled a little bit of time. Sure, why not? Yep, for sure. And uh, just before we uh, move on, they both get up. They both hug. And Roman you know, on, on his faces on the camera, it doesn't look like he's too happy. So that built some drama up there. Exactly. It, it just sets up that plants that seed for, yep. you know, oh, something bad's going to happen, but we can, um, okay. So up next is the U S title three-way match with Bobby Lashley versus Austin theory versus Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins. There we go. Yes. yes. Okay. So um, right at the beginning, Lashley sends theory out of the ring. Um, and Seth kind of does the same thing as Theory tries to get back in the ring, and you've got Lashley and Seth facing off for the first part of the match. Uh, Lashley hits some shoulder blocks, and he hits a neck breaker. Uh, he tries for the hurt lock early, but he gets thrown out of the ring. Um, at this point, it, sort of Theory and Lashley, um, they, they, they pair up as Seth is now out of the ring, Lashley hits a suplex on Theory, um, and he hits some clotheslines and shoulder blocks on both Seth and Theory in, in opposite corners. Uh, Lashley hits this combo. This looked really good. He hit a combo DDT flatliner on both Theory and Seth at the same time. I thought that looked great. Um, and he is a total beast to the surprise of no one. Um, at one point outside of the ring, Lashley throws Austin into the timekeeper's area and tries to slam him into the ring post as he is wont to do, but Seth hits a knee off the apron on Lashley. 
for those that don't know, when we do Tuesday Morning Cooked, there's kind of a running joke, and that is that Bobby Lashley has a love affair with the ring posts. <laughs> like, almost a sinful love affair with, with either... <laughs> With either ramming someone into the ring post on the outside of the ring or eating the ring post himself. Yes. <laughs> and it happens every match. So it's kind of become a, a thing we do on TMC. But please continue. All right. So uh, Theory ends up hitting both Seth and Lashley. We're still on the outside. Yeah, he hits him with the steps. That was pretty impressive. Um, Theory throws Lashley into the announce table and into the barricade. And he, he and, and, and back in the ring, he, he eventually beats on Seth. Um, but Seth quote unquote hulks up and he hits a sling blade and a kick to the face. Now, again, there's just a lot going on on this match. I mean, it was just a lot of action back and forth. So it just sort of moving forward to the end um, theory goes for the eight town down on Lashley, but Lashley gets the hurt lock um, and theory actually gets, ends up getting, and I, I just, I called it the Roddy Piper pin. Cause I didn't know what else to call it. Um, but Seth hit a frog splash on um uh, uh, to, to break that up and he gets a two count on Lashley. Um at one point Seth and Theory are battling back and forth and Lashley actually gets the hurt lock on both of them at the same time. Again, that was insane. That was a beast move. <laughs> um Seth gets both Lashley and Theory down um but Seth hits a stomp off of Lash no sorry, off of Theory onto Lashley for a two count. Um Eventually, the ending sees Seth getting a superplex, or Seth gets hits a superplex. He gets speared by Bobby, but Austin lands on Seth, who got speared, uh, and he gets the pin for the for the win. And we have a new U.S. champion, Austin Theory. I don't mind this. I don't mind this at all. No, not at all. I will say this. Do you remember the thing back in the day where they said if Flair wears red in the ring, that he's going to lose the match? Right. Here's my thoughts. Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, if you would, has a jobber jacket now. <laughs> Anytime things aren't going to go his way, he comes out in that black fluffy jacket that he's had forever. Any other match, he's coming out putting Elton John to shame. But this uh, time, nope. Nope. I, he's like, I got tights. I got a jacket. Here's the belt. See you later. I will keep that in mind. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a real thing or not, but prove me wrong. Well, again, I will keep that in mind. We've we've got a couple of big pay-per-views coming up in the next few months. Let's see what happens. Just needs to have Ribera on the chest plate on the lapel. All right. Next up, we see a Miz Dexter Loomis vignette. We get a New Day Shop Zone vignette. And by the way, I think the Brawling Brutes one is way better. Um, and then we well, get just, a- You just liked it because they said banger, banger, banger over and over again. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get a Royal Rumble vignette. Um, now we go back to the show, and Jay and Roman are backstage. Roman says, hey, I looked Sammy in the eye, and I saw everything I need to see. And that's it. So up next. I was kind have... of waiting for Peter Gabriel in your eyes to start playing or something. You know? Oh, God. Why not? <laughs> sure, and he's holding up the boom box above his you head. You know what? That's got to be. Somebody make that video. Somebody make that video. <laughs> Where it's just Sammy and Roman looking at each other, and I just want in your eyes, <laughs> the light, the heat, your eyes. Anyway. All right. So up next is our main event: Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Ridge Holloway, and Butch versus uh, Jay and Jimmy Uso, Roman Reigns, Sola Sokoa, and Sami Zayn of the Bloodline. Um, Butch starts the match for. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna call them all the brawling brutes just to make it easy for me. <laughs> Are so, we already at this? 
we're already at this, man. Wow. So but, okay. Butch, Butch starts the match off for his team. Jay starts. Actually, Roman commands Jay to start the match off for the bloodline. Commands um, him. They they start off in the separate rings. They're trash talking with each other. Uh, eventually, Jay climbs into the ring that Butch is on. And early in the match, the, the, for the first five minutes, uh, Butch is working on you know sort of those joint manipulation moves and, and the fingers. And and I'm not very good with that kind of stuff. So throughout that whole section, I'm just like going, uh, <laughs> just bending uh-uh, those fingers. Ching, ching. <laughs> Whoa, big bang. Andrada, there's video number two for you to make. <laughs> at uh, at one point, like like you know, Butch is working on Jay's fingers in the cage, and I'm just like, you know, I'm watching sideways through my hands because I just can't handle that stuff. Um, eventually, though, uh, Jay does get the advantage, and he actually returns the favor a little bit and starts working on Jay's arms. Uh, you know, he does this thing with where he uh, he does kind of a code breaker on Butch's arm. You know, um, and you mean gets, a double knee to the arm? Double knee to the arm. Code breaker. Cause... So. Uh, I thought it was code breaker. Anyways, it is. Uh, I'm just yeah. At, at one point, Butch is trying for Kimura, and then in comes Ridge Holland. Now we have a two-on-one situation, which again was very weird. And I'll admit, I thought like they were gonna leave Jay high and dry. I kind of speculated that because it was just like Jay was getting his ass kicked this match, right? Ridge the fridge comes to the ring. Yeah, though. he does come to the ring. He hits a power slam on Jay and a bunch of charges in the corner. Uh, they hit a high-low clothesline on him, um, and, uh, you know, uh, oh, they, they hit a high-low clothesline, and then they hit knee drops on Jay's arms. Um, buzzer goes off. Jimmy Uso comes in. Uh, or, sorry, I, I apologize. Jimmy Uso was about to come in, but Roman stops him and says, Sammy, you go next. So Sammy mm-hmm. goes out, and the announcers are really pushing the fact that, like, you know, how are these guys going to interact? They don't trust each other. Uh, etc etc so sammy takes his time going to the ring he eventually gets there uh he attacks ridge from behind and he stomps on him uh in between the rings sammy and jay double team ridge but butch hits a moonsault on both uh both members um at one point you know sammy like and this is part of a story part of the story of the match uh ridge goes for a charge on on jay in the corner but sammy pulls him out of the way uh as as butch hits hits the turnbuckle and kind of goes Hey, I got your back. And Jay's like, you know, get out of my face. Um, two minutes or three minutes go up. Buzzer goes. Here comes Drew McIntyre. Um, Sammy and Jay, when, when Drew gets the ring, Sammy and Jay try to, try to pound on him, but he takes them both out, throws Jay into the cage multiple times. Uh, he hits uh, Germans and spine busters on all the bloodline members. Uh, and he, he uh, eventually slams Jay off the top rope and he hits a future shock DDT on Sammy. Buzzer goes, and now here comes Jimmy Uso. Uh, he's up next. He brings in three tables. Uh, and at this point, Jay and Sammy have started arguing amongst themselves. So during this section of the match, Jay and Sammy are arguing. Jimmy's kind of trying to get them in the middle. But eventually, Jay and Jimmy throw Drew into the cage. Um, and they, it's Sammy and Jimmy set up a table in the corner. Dude, sorry, are you going to say something? Jimmy's like, guys, 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 come on. I brought tables. Come on. <laughs> I just work, I, look, look, they're all going, we want tables. I brought tables. See, <laughs> let's just have a family moment here. All right. So next up, uh, buzzer goes and KO is, is next in the, is next up. And he throws chairs into the ring. Uh, he uses one of the chairs to take out the Usos and he hits a cannonball Santon and a Swanton on Jay. Um, he and Sammy go face to face. 
but before anything can happen, Ridge, uh, Ridge, Ridge Holloway hits Sammy and starts pounding with forearms. Um, and at one point, KO actually suplexes Jimmy onto one of the tables uh, as the Brutes take turns hitting shots on Sammy. Up next, Solo Sokoa is in for the bloodline, and he basically comes in. They, like, they're selling the fact that he's the powerhouse. He's the enforcer. He sends Butch into the cage. Uh, he hits a Samoan drop on Ridge, and he starts sprawling uh, with Kevin Owens between the ring. Uh, really neat spot where KO was trying to hit super kicks, but eventually Solo just hit a backdrop on the steel and took out KO. Um, well, Solo is a street champion now. Yes, yes, he is. And if you don't um, believe it, it's emblazoned on the back of his shorts. Right, of course. Not yeah. that I was looking. His eyes were up here, but they did mention <laughs> numerous times. Um, Solo goes face-to-face with Drew, and they go toe-to-toe for a while. Um, and Solo charges in to, uh, charges into Drew in the corner, but Drew hits him with a headbutt. Buzzer goes off. Here comes Seamus. Um, he gets into the ring, but before he can get in, Seamus holds the door, not, and uh, Seamus ends up Sammy's yeah. holding the door. Sorry, Sam, you're right. Sammy's holding into the door. Seamus eventually ends up slamming the door on Sammy's face. Um, when they showed that again, I really hope Sammy was protecting himself because that, to, to borrow your term, that looked gross. Um, How dare you? <laughs> hey, I, I said I was. Go I said I was going to steal it. That's fine. Uh, go ahead. I'm a thief. Um, all right. So Seamus takes out the bloodline uh, and Sammy with clotheslines and a bunch of slams. Um, the Brutes hit the bloodline against the cage a bunch of times and pound them down. Sheamus and Solo face off. Uh, and Sheamus, in a very impressive-looking spot, puts Solo on his shoulders, climbs up the ropes, and hits white noise. Oh, my okay. God. So watching Sheamus do this, or Shamo, as I like to call him, watching Shamo do this, I'm watching his legs wobble, and you can tell that he's having trouble getting up there. But sure enough... He grabs a hold of the cage and he powers himself and Solo up on his shoulders and, and stabilizes it and hits it. And I was watching that like, dear God, these guys are strong. Like, yeah. like I mean, I know you can say that they're wrestlers. I get that. But there was a couple times in a few matches tonight where pure power had to come into play. And this was probably one of the biggest ones because if he had fallen back or if he had slipped, because it looked like his feet were about to slip. I mean, that that could be career ending like i was just thinking like quad tear groin pull like yeah, like at all one sorts point of things that could have happened at one point when he was climbing the cage and maybe it was just the way i was watching it but his knee bent a weird way sideways. And I, it yeah went and I, I was yeah. like oh my god dude <laughs> like like what are you doing it's like <laughs> for those those fellow action figure aficionados out there like myself uh you know when you take the the one joint in the quad that doesn't actually turn in real life and you turn it sideways. That's what Seamus's leg was doing in real yeah. life. It was, and it was insane. It was insane. So, very impressive, and but very insane. All right. So, buzzer goes off. Roman Roman Reigns makes his way to the ring slowly. I might add. Um, and here we go. War Games has begun. Um, they start off this segment of the match in opposite rings, facing off. Uh, but eventually, though, the the, the brutes and I, again, I'm including Drew and KO, and that the brutes into the, the same ring as the bloodline and just a uh, Donnybrook breaks out a brawl, 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 brawl. Um, Roman though, um, they give him a bit, a bit of shine. He hits all members of the brutes uh, with the, uh, like with punches and Superman punch to Seamus and here the bloodline have the advantage. Uh, Roman sets up for a spear, but Ray, uh, Seamus stops him with a kick. And then the brutes end up getting the beats of the Bowery on all the bloodline members, which was, 
pretty pretty bloody awesome i thought i think i think Corey said are we gonna get 50 beats the battery and i <laughs> yeah. i did the math we got 121 because i don't remember who it was but somebody ducked out right okay for everybody else but yeah there was 121 beats of the battery so that, that was that was fun though um still wasn't as fun as watching dominic jr or dominic no, Mysterio. No, no for those that didn't watch raw on monday uh dominic got hit by those and dominic looked like he wanted to puke after getting those because it was just <laughs> he just hit him with like 20 or 25 and it was just like you're just watching like oh no 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 <laughs> Um, all right, let me, let me fast forward a little. Uh, Reigns hits a spear, but uh, on Sheamus, but Butch breaks up the pin. Uh, at one point, Jay accidentally hit Sammy with a super kick uh, as Butch moved out of the way. While this is it, um, this is it, this is the moment, this is the split. <laughs> um, hang on, we're not there yet. Um, the uh, the Usos hit a one D off the top rope on Ridge. Um, or sorry, one D on I think it was on Butch actually. But anyways, Ridge broke up the pin on that one. Um. Roman hits a spear on Ridge through the table. Uh, now I'm going to fast forward here. So KO gets a stunner on Solo, uh, faces off against Roman. You know, Reigns goes for a super, gets a Superman punch on KO, but he misses the spear and he actually gets hit with a pop-up powerbomb and a stunner. And it looks like he's going to get the pin, but before the ref's hand goes down for three, Sammy breaks up the pin. Um. They go face-to-face. Sammy and KO kind of go face-to-face, stare each other down. Jimmy goes for a super kick, but Sammy hits a low blow on KO. Well, he actually, here's what happened is that uh, Kevin caught the super kick. Yes, yes. He's holding Jimmy's foot. And so while Kevin's hands are, are holding his foot, that's when Sammy, Sammy goes ahead and hits KO in the ding-ding. So, yep. Yeah. Um, Sammy kind of looks over at Roman, and then he charges in for a hell of a kick. Uh, he hits that on KO, but then he offers Owens up to Jay, who's going up to the top rope. Jay hits a splash, gets the one, two, three for the pin and the win for the bloodline. And I just um, have to say, after all the hype of Black Friday and we've got Cyber Monday coming up, it's nice to see a little bit of Giving Tuesday come early on a Saturday night. <laughs> it was very generous of you, Sammy. That was a very nice gesture. Very. I want you to know that we're all very proud of you for being so selfless. <laughs> all right. So after the match, though, Roman and Roman kind of looks at Sammy and he brings him in for a hug. So they hug. But then like Jay looks over at Sammy and then both those guys hug. And now we have a, you know, sort of a, a united bloodline for lack of a better description. And this is why I'm looking forward to seeing what they say on SmackDown on Friday. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Aguinaldo, excited for SmackDown? A show he doesn't have to watch for podcast obligation? Damn, I think that tells the story of that match right there more than anything else. <laughs> but uh, I again, overall, I, I had fun with this card, man. And again, I appreciate the fact that it was done before 1130. This was not a... This didn't have any real career-defining moments, but I think sometimes we forget that now in the world of PLEs, the way they are, we don't always need those. Mm -hmm. I thought, if anybody, I think the star of the night for me was still EO. I think that she kind of shot above, you know, uh, where a lot of her her level had been before. You know what I mean? Like, she had uh, exceeded expectations for her role. I thought she was a star in that match. Uh, I mean, Becky is Becky, and Becky's a total other level. I, I wondered if that 
arm apparatus she was wearing that that decorative thing was to hide a shoulder brace or something because that was the shoulder i think that got buggered up so i'm wondering if there's still some work needing to be done on that or if she's coming in too early but uh even even becky looked amazing like they every everybody showed up did everything yeah. go perfect 100 percent? no but it's wrestling guys like like yeah, it's we're not watching a video game. It's real life with real people, and they they did some pretty amazing stuff tonight. So yeah, I think top to bottom, I enjoyed the show. But it's not just about you and me, Joe. It's about those of you out there. And Mark, I understand that you're also whipping up some sort of a poll. So uh, we'll, welcome back to the floor, Mark Andrada. Oh yeah, the cool. old there classic. What was yeah. your favorite match tonight? We're asking everybody to vote on the poll, and I'll let you know when we have the results. There you have it. Do we uh, do we want to throw open the floor right away here? Or do we want to get some more? Uh, more thoughts before we continue. Actually, what was your match of the night? For me? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. I as as gimmicky and as over the top as it was, the women's match was fun for me because it kind of took me back to uh the the spirit of the original war games, minus the addition of all the weapons. But for a show that doesn't do blood, for a show that doesn't do gore, I thought there was enough like graphic violence. That, that made it appealing. Um, overall, though, I, I think really the men's, probably the men's match. Yeah, now that I really think about it. I, I, I appreciate them both for different ways. If that yeah. No, I, 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 know, I know what you're talking about because I, I kind of have the same thought. It's For me, it's between those two, but I, I think I'm going to, I would slightly lean towards the, uh, like the men's match, mainly because it didn't have as much plunder as, it, as the women's match did. And, I'm just not a plunder guy. So. Well, yeah, but that's just it for me. Remember when TNA did the first Monsters Ball match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that, if anything, that's what they should do. Then they should just take the War Games thing and and zip tie a bunch of weapons to the side of it and make it a real thing. Right, right. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, I I thought it was good. I thought both matches, you know, story wise, the men's match had a story. Yep. The men's match had a theme going through it. I don't know if the women's match had a story so much as it was, what are they going to hit each other with next? Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing either. That's that's a fun way to start a show. That's 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 really hot shotting a show because you're starting off with everything. Well, and I mean, it, you, you might argue that there was a teeny bit of story with the women's match because, like, you know, they they did kind of tease a potential Becky, uh, like Rhea type showdown. Like they kind of yeah. teased it a little bit, right? Where, you know, she's like, come on, come fight me, come fight me. You know? Like, yeah. And that, that can come down the road as well. So again, mm-hmm. if you got comments, hit that raise your hand button. And uh, if you would like to uh, be a part of this thing, cool. And if not, that's okay too. But overall, I think that, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. it's, like, uh, that's fair. No, that's fair though. I mean, the, <laughs> the opinion seemed to lean towards the men's match. That's cool. Uh, overall though, I think we had a good show. I think it was a fun pay-per-view. Yep. And I'm very glad again that it didn't go for ever. So well, and, and, and again, the, the opening montage with the war pigs, I mean, it was already a thumbs up, anyways. So <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a question with all this classic rock making its way back into uh 2022, what's the next band or artist that was predominantly strong in the 70s to show up in wrestling? Oh god. ELO. <laughs> oh wait i've got a good one guys huh. menudo hey, hey. <laughs> not really there classic rock but yeah well you know when we have to there's 
certain problems with certain former Menudo members. So Ooh, maybe, maybe we hold this. off on that a little bit. But I uh, yeah, this. I don't know this. You don't know this? No. Just, just Google Ricky Martin news. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. It's not good. It's not good. So okay. if you want, if you want to talk about that, we can do a different show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe not tonight though. <laughs> yeah, not tonight. Anyway, I guess that's it. Everybody had to go yeah, to bed. Let's early. wrap it up. Yeah, yeah let's, let's wrap it up. Joe, you uh, you steer this thing, so I'll let you go ahead and uh, take the take the closing loop here. Really, you're gonna let me do that? I'm not really well, good at this. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? You're I got. I, I'm I'm looking down. I got a cat like screwing around here, so I gotta. I'm being distracted by my. Kid. No, that's cool. All right. So, anyways, um, like I said, I thought this was a great show. Uh, if we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, any any final thoughts, Mark? Mike. Uh, well, I'd be interested in Mark's final thoughts first of all, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's just no, mean. No, let's overall, not do that. Overall, uh, I don't know. Somebody commented, and I don't know if they were saying it good or bad, but they said they couldn't believe this is the last pay per view of the year, and. I was like, yeah, it is. There's nothing in December. Well, I mean, there's NXT and Ring of Honor, right? <laughs> so it's the last pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and I agree. Actually, I, I think NXT so. NXT could be interesting. I don't know if Ring of, Ring of Honor can still be interesting um, I, <laughs> as, as it is right now. I think it's just a card to fill a show and to pay some bills. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold. I, the the more and more I see of Ring of Honor, and there is no Ring of Honor. The less I'm interested in Ring of Honor. Does that make sense? No, I, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah I, so. I get what you're saying. It's almost like WWE ECW. Like, that's kind of the... Yeah, except know. ECW at least had a show. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, Ring of Honor, it's, you're the champion of nothing. <laughs> you're the champion of nothing right now. You're, you, it's, it's, you might as well be the global force champion. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just not a thing. So, hmm. that's just me. <laughs> Well, anyways, it was the last pay-per-view <laughs> of the year. And again, I, I thought it was great. And I am looking yeah. forward to I'm looking forward to Raw and SmackDown this week. The week after, who knows? But this week, we're good. So I'm looking forward to talking to you actually, Mike, on, on Monday. Um, all right. We so do have a blast. Just uh coming up, we've got uh, the big show with uh, Mr. McGuire coming up tomorrow. Uh we got Tuesday morning cook coming up on Tuesday. Duh. Uh old fucks, smack daddies, bam, NXT talk bunch of stuff coming up over the next week um mike it yeah as always it's been fun talking to you about wrestling thanks buddy you too mr andrade you got any words you want to say before we uh before we sign off about anything um, no i'm just really happy to be here with you guys yeah we're um, really happy to have you man yeah nice time you're one okay. of my people mike is <laughs> one of my people y'all are one of my people mostly yeah. <laughs> yes i i am uh i am a joe natarian uh, <laughs> uh, uh, an Aguinaldian. <laughs> what, what does that make? What does that like make that. us? Yeah, I like you know Aguinaldian. what? From one Aguinaldian to another, and to all you Aguinaldians everywhere, thank you for being a part of the Sunday Night's Defense Survivor Series War Games recap. Sorry, Joe. I'm closing the show. Thank you. Oh, there it is. No, there it is. We're not closing the show. Peter Gabriel, ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. Thanks for listening and watching. Bye bye. See ya.